0: welcome to formative wolf on food and wine i'm tony foreman and chef cindy wolf and cindy is funny we 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 operate a number of restaurants Uh, we certainly dined in so many restaurants Uh, and how many different how many different platforms do you think people go looking for evaluation of restaurants on everyone wants a recommendation everyone wants uh, every time someone that I know travels to a city, they're like, "So where should I eat?" Right. right? <laughs> yeah. Does, I mean, that happens to you, does it not? Oh, it definitely. Yeah. So that and that's and it's funny for some places like in, in in Paris or people go to to some parts of Italy that like I have pre-prepared like okay here are here's your package. Right.
1: Exactly. It's just easier <laughs> oh, to have it written down and text yeah. or email so, it out.
0: Um. But. I guess the, the the real question. One thing I've been thinking about a lot. I mean, I, I spent a bunch of time recently in Chicago, and this, everyone thinks of this as a, being a huge restaurant city and a huge restaurant market. And and they're uh, this is one of the cities in the U.S. One of the few where the Michelin Guide comes, and mm-hmm. there are lots of different stars and all this sort of business. Right. And and I've I've dined in some of those places, and it's funny. I I don't think that there is any kind of objective way of evaluating restaurants, but we can, we can try, we can try to talk about it mm-hmm. um, in a, in a relatively objective way. And I thought that might be useful for listeners as they consider what's important to them and as they explore where to, because nights out that, that lunch where you can duck out and, and have a great lunch with a friend or a night out or um, um, th- those are all really good reasons to be thoughtful about your you know, your your choices and your and what you're considering. So um
1: and, and also, you know, it comes down to that we all we all have our own opinions, but if you have a collective opinion, it's more helpful. <laughs> you know, when lots of people it, say something, it, it does help. It, it can be. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: it's interesting that the, the online um uh, platforms that you know that the people often look to whether it's uh Google reviews or, uh, or Yelp or you know mm-hmm. Tripadvisor or, and so on and so on and so on, there there is some level of crowdsourcing, but the reality is, who responds, right? <laughs> you know who 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 responds, who takes the time to respond, and that that's that's a question, and which way does that skew demographically, and mm-hmm. and so on. It's like there there's so many different factors that that keep you from getting a really objective evaluation.
1: Well, it's also very different from how it used to be before the internet where it was a reviewer's opinion, which would be one person's opinion. And, you know, wow, what a difference that makes. You know, we've come. Oh, uh, I mean, absolutely. my gosh, it's so different now that the guests it, the guests that have actually been there can actually really have a, a, a view. And um, that's why I said so many people can now give a, a viewpoint. And, um, you know, I guess you hope and prayed whenever a viewer came in that they came in for all restaurants that they went in more than one time, too. You know, that's the other no. thing. Um, that's how it used to be. Oftentimes, a reviewer might only come in once, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Hopefully not. I mean, just it, once, but...
0: growing up in Baltimore, uh, my first awareness of it was when John Dorsey was the reviewer for the Sun, mm-hmm. and he was, I think, pretty well respected for what he did. Reviewers also reflect their time, you know. That's right. something that, right? Um, and and their expectation, and there's some coloring towards what they think is cool and what you know, and and how they're treated, and does that affect them or not affect them, or you know, that's right. It, it it's it's an interesting thing to think about.
1: Well, and also their ability to be uh, not recognized was always very huge as well. You know, so oh, they Oh, I would... know Ruth.
0: Ruth Reichel went under. Right? all of these crazy, <laughs> you know, disguises. disguises.
1: Yeah, yeah, right.
0: It's, that's just that's just wild. hmm
1: hmm
0: It's. I mean, how many restaurants, you know, do you know of where the 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 big deal local reviewer is? their photograph is, you know, up in the, in the service area or something <laughs> or at the host desk. I mean, that's
1: right. Well, times have know. changed, you know, now the guest has the, you know, probably the uh, justice, a, just a very powerful opinion, which is, you know, they're the ones eating there all the time. They do. So, I
0: mean, I know as, as an operator, I mean that how many times have you heard me talk about It's the relationship. It's the relationship with the client. It's honestly not one visit it's not one dish it's not one thing it's the relationship and no relationship is perfect so the question is not you know is something going to go wrong because something even if you're 95 percent of the time right in what you're doing Mm. but i guess the five percent that you're wrong is wrong right well and and what what what, what are you going to do what are you going to do with it what are you going to do about it how are you going to show that you care the improvement you know that's that's the nature of any relationship, right? If it's going to be successful long term, and a, and the restaurant wants people to dine with them repeatedly and long term.
1: Well, and we we grew up with the idea that the guest is always right, which we, you know, obviously still think, the, and the, that the, was the, a powerful
0: I mean, thought. I, I would say what one thing that I teach is is not that. Hmm. that much more important than the guest is always right. The guest doesn't have to be right. Right. Yeah. The guest is the guest.
1: <laughs> the guest. You always say the guest knows what they want. The, yeah, the guest, that, that, right? Well, yeah, How
0: do you I say mean, that? The, the guest has two obligations. The guest has two obligations. They they need to enjoy themselves, and and they need to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, they really there's nothing else that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to make sure that both things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so we so that they return and 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 we keep the lights on, right? Right. I mean that's. That, that's the reality. They, yes, they they need to enjoy themselves. And we've got to figure out the path to them. That.
1: Well, and that's how we, you know, when we, uh, you know, when you do have an error or a problem. You know, it doesn't matter if it's whose side it's on. You know, we always try to do our best to recognize it. I mean, that's one of the first things, you know, you also you talk about is, you know, recognize that there's an issue. And what can we do to, to turn it around, solve the problem, you know, get something for the guest as quickly as possible? Because we want them to be happy, obviously. So that is that is one of our you know that's one of the big challenges because you know as you said as we go through service obviously we can't be perfect all night long
0: and no one can one of the things that's really cool about being in the business is that every day is different yes that's one of the things i like best about our work and it's not because we're not doing a lot of the same dishes or we're not working with the same people or or not because the room isn't the the room you know Mm -hmm. like at the you're putting down a fork for appetizers. It's the same fork that you're putting down yesterday, you know, <laughs> and, and a thousand other times. Right. It's the people in the seats that are different. Mm-hmm. And strangely, they're all different and they all have different expectations. Sure. And that's w- what is most interesting and stimulating about the business is also the most challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, we, we want to make the machine run well, right? We want to make the machine work. But the thing is, there are all these funny organic parts called humans getting the things done for the humans that are in seats. <laughs> right. You know, whether it's preparing a dish or listening to someone's preferences in an order and reading and understanding what it is from the guests, uh, various social signals and body language and their their manner and their tone. Right. Well, what how are, it is? Are they, they want things to be conducted. You right. Know?
1: Are they celebrating? Is it a an anniversary? Is it a wedding dinner? Is it a business dinner? Is it, you know,
0: just? But it's it. Right. But it's beyond that. You know, mm. it's that, Like, is it business? Well, the question is, like, if it's business, someone's probably selling to somebody else. So, who's sort of what? What are the what are the dynamic factors at that table, and what are the behaviors that are going to make them most comfortable and most able to enjoy themselves? Right. You know, if it's if it's a wedding anniversary, which one is it? Um, what can you read into the background of the people in the, Like, there's so many. It, it's so individual. It's not just well, people with small kids they, they want their kids to be fed quickly. I don't want my kids to be kids to be fed at a different pace than than we are. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just turn them on to video games for an hour while we have 17 margaritas or something, you know. No, so, so it kind of sounds good. delightful.
1: Glad you're not doing that. Kind of sounds <laughs> delightful.
0: But... Not that I'm the biggest margarita oh, fan. But Seventeen <laughs> is a good number. Um, Everybody's I mean,
1: different. It, that's what you're saying, and exactly. we have to figure out what what it is that we have to figure out that difference, so we can make them. You know, we can all be successful. <laughs>
0: uh, exactly. That's the that's the thing, and, and understanding them well enough, and in, in enough detail. Uh, in, in, in enough of an anticipatory fashion that they feel good in their own skin and your space, right? Right. Uh, and the other thing, one of the other tricky things is that since not everybody in the world gets along and not everybody likes the signals of the people that are around them, did you seat them in a place where they're going to be pleased with their company, their surroundings, their, you know,
1: well, and that's another thing that's changed over our lifetime in the restaurant business is that people behave very differently now than they used to.
0: I've dined in three different one stars in Chicago in the, in the course of a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Not a single guest had a necktie on. Hmm. Even 20 years ago, could that have been the case?
1: No, 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 way. no way,
0: no way, no way. You know, that's, that things, things change socially, things change culturally. And that's, that's not bad. That's reality.
1: Right, right. It doesn't matter. It's like you said, it's the way it is.
0: The, uh, and, and if you want to hang on to something that is, that has happened, you know, that whether it's certain dress code situations or especially in our culture, it, it's problematic. It's, I think the biggest thing about, you know, people's appearance are they making an effort to be in a social space you know i think that's usually what people respond best to and other people around them are making an effort and while well, they made an effort
1: right but, uh, well i i ate at, at three-star leno in paris a few weeks ago uh, and um it used to be called le doyen and it's what still is but they call it a leno now and after the chef and one of the things had that happened was and I've been eating there for well, you and I've been eating there for over 20 years probably right uh, One of the things they did was call my hotel room and uh, or my I guess it was my cell number my call my cell and ask me the day of um, was there a special occasion are there any dietary restrictions because they have you know very few choices on their menu. it's pretty much a set menu now which yeah. is very different from how it used to be oh yeah. So uh, things have changed so much since since COVID, frankly. Uh, I had not been to Europe in four years because of COVID, and the change was palpable to me because it had been so long since I had been there, and I had been there so many times prior to that, to see how those guys were all operating differently. It was It was interesting, but yeah, I mean their 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 interest in, you know, every detail of what was important to me about the dinner that I was having with three guests was really it was uh it was very thoughtful, very interesting and um very kind of personal, you know. They did a, a menu just for us with our names on it. They asked me if I wanted anything written on there. I, I did a quote on there that was important to the four of us for our trip and, you know, that was all very special. Uh but very, very different from how it had ever been before. Things are changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that at, at, at the same time as the menu becomes more restrictive, the, uh, the 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 thoughtfulness of the service side of the experience becomes more, you know, more amplified.
1: And the, And the weird thing to me is that I feel like I've gone as a chef in the opposite direction. I mean, I have like 30 menu items now. I've actually yeah. made my menu bigger because we're also, you know, I, 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 it's just, I don't know. I, I mean, that's one of the things I'm very proud of is our, of my kitchen staff is that we have the ability to offer you so many choices at the level at which we work and at the freshness level that we work at. I, I'm very well,
0: people. People, I mean, that's people respond to having broad choices. That's for sure, and it, it, and that that's a whole other. Question and situation. I mean that, and it was now we've gone down a, a rabbit hole a bit. <laughs> let's in 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 the next um, segment. Let's just talk about you know what are the what are the areas, what are the categories, what should be expected, and and you have to do everything in context of price point too, right? Right. I mean that's that's something that there's an expectation that if you're spending twenty five dollars a person for a meal, versus spending. 85 or in the, in the, in the, you know, the place where you went in Paris was what, you know, 400 a person or something, right. you know, that right. that's a, that's a different thing. Chances are the place where you're going to get, um, you know, a, a, a little bit of a healthful middle Eastern food at, uh, at a quick pace, you know, for 25 ahead, head. Uh, is probably not giving the most elaborate service experience. So how do you evaluate that, and how do you evaluate, you know, the other experience as well? I mean, that's that's expectations, right? So when we get back, let's let's try to go through some of the objective categories, and and what is important at what price points too, you know? Yeah. And we'll do that and more on the formula wolf on food and wine on WYPR. <laughs> welcome back to Formula wolf on food and wine on wypr i'm tony foreman
1: and chef cindy wolf
0: and we're discussing restaurants and evaluating restaurants and choosing restaurants today which honestly is a big deal to us and i think people people like to spend time doing that i think for the most part Mm -hmm. it's
1: fun to talk about restaurants Fun to talk about your experiences. Fun to go.
0: <laughs> no, not always fun. Well, honestly. hopefully it's fun to go. There are times when there, there are times when you're disappointed, you know, and that, mm. and that sticks with you too. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, that's what you know. That's I, I I've been to a, a, like I talked about. I've been in Chicago a bit recently. I went to a place that was long time, you know, well considered. You know, has a Michelin star and. And supposed to be very solid, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was that you know, that what's the what's the proper term? Meh. Oh my, Uh-oh. uh oh. You know what? It it sounded stylish on the menu. Okay. It Sounded cool on the menu.
1: Well, that's always bad.
0: Um, the stat the staff were relaxed. Um, relaxed.
1: And what does that in, mean? In,
0: intelligent, well mannered. Oh, uh huh. You know, to, to <laughs> everything kind of like we're good at this. We'll put you at ease. Oh. And then things just. Did not happen on time, hmm. um, and 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 I was dining by myself, and I did not have someone to chat with. And you know, you always have to think about solo diners: did they bring a book? Did they not bring a book? Do they want to engage? Do they just are they there because they're excited to try what it is that you're offering? You know, right? Um, and uh, but things did not remotely happen on time, and the dishes. Didn't make a lot of sense based on what was printed on the menu, which was which was a little bit difficult and disappointing. Huh. You know, when when you're surprised that a plate shows up and it, and what you see is what was written, that that's that's always a little bit troubling, right?
1: That's off-putting.
0: You know, that's because people a lot of times that they're like they'll see two or three ingredients, they are like, oh, it's that. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I like crawfish and
1: avocados bananas and
0: garlic. It sounds great. <laughs> and you know, you, you get like one slice of this and you know, 48 of those and something else is like dominating the dish. That wasn't really like prominent in the description. So how that's written and communicated is a big deal. Well, And, and, also- and does that actually match up with, with what's on the plate? But anyway, I spent pretty good money. You know, I I, I think I spent for myself, it was probably a like hundred and with, with the gratuity, Hundred and thirty or something like that,
1: and that's no alcohol.
0: And that's well, that that's yeah, that was that was without alcohol because yeah. I didn't have anything. Yeah, it was yeah. a bottle of mineral water. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, so that was food and creativity. and maybe
0: because I did not have alcohol, I was I was more meh about it. But <laughs> I'd say I I digress. Um, <laughs> well, and also and, when you're, and I, and I don't think that was true because I, I was I was excited to eat the food. And and I had some level of expectation. And like I said, I think things were sort of disjointed based on the description and the actual execution. And there was nothing. I was like, Oh, that's really tasty. I got to have that again. Not one thing. And that, I think that it's funny at any price point, that's a universal thing. I think for me, like I want that again. Mm -hmm. I want that again. You know, is, is there a dish? You know, I, how many times, how many times, you, you know, the items on your menu that guests are like, oh, I came back for that. I came back for that. Like, and it's 26 years later and <laughs> I came back for that and I came back for that, you know, right? that that's, you, you have to have those things. And I, I tried a number of dishes and I was like, eh, no, thanks. No. Okay. I, I've been here. I, I'm good.
1: Why do you think it was you that know? way? what 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 what's what's happening there? Well,
0: oh, I, the priorities honestly,
1: the priorities were that the food sounded a certain way on the menu to, or what what's going to, on?
0: To be cool, to be stylish, to be trendy.
1: Well, we've been talking about uh, this for a while,
0: yeah. I mean, is, I, honestly it, it it's funny. Sometimes I'll make really simple uh, I was in Chicago, and I had a, a mutual friend visited, and I made a very simple dish with a, a chicken breast on the bone and some vegetables, and they lost their mind. And this is a person who knows restaurants and eats out all the time, mm-hmm. and they lost their mind. But frankly, you eat the chicken breast that I've cooked. I care about it. You know, I'm thoughtful about it. I'm going to be real thoughtful about how it's seasoned. I'm like, I'm going to take real pride in how it's prepared and thoughtful about how the vegetables are prepared and and make sure that things have some, you know, congruity, you know, appropriate contrast, appropriate congruity on the plate. And, and, and it was attractive it wasn't like exotic or but you know wild mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah it was tasty as hell it was supposed to be that's his job <laughs> right you know and and that person already twice has been like uh if I come back and visit will you make that chicken like you know but but that you need, you want that at the core right yes that's the well, thing
1: the whole the whole that, thing about the whole thing about cooking and making food that is good or great is that you have to put your heart and soul into it if if it's about your ego Or, or, which translates into it sounds cool, looks cool, whatever. I'm trying to set the world on fire with my cooking. Uh, I want to be different from everybody else. I want to set my side myself apart, which setting yourself apart is fine. But as long as there's priorities in line, that's the biggest thing. I taste something. 25 30 40 times while i'm making it if it takes two hours to make it i'm tasting it a million times because i want to taste it at every step make sure at every step i'm doing the right thing to make the dish be the best it can be a
0: a million is a lot cindy
1: yes a million times (laughs) (laughs) but that's it you know i mean it's all about the way that something the freshness and the way that something tastes and quality of product and does it well, make I, sense I, together? It's not rocket science. It's 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 just experience more than anything. The I, more you I, I, eat, the would, more you cook, the better your was, food is. I was
0: thinking about I was thinking about um, what what is like that, and I think it's kind of like music. Like when you think of, I, I'm going to just for the sake of being Wax a big, poetic big nerd about it. <laughs> for the sake of being a big nerd about it. Okay. The, the, in classical music, there's a reason that people love. Uh, Mozart, or Beethoven, or Bach, right? Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense to them, and if things like the the notes have relationships that are satisfying and happy, or sad, and they they ring true, you know, that and and they resonate with you, uh, and that's why, however many centuries later, you know, still I, I will still put on the Beethoven Seventh Symphony to listen to the second movement to feel, you know, to feel a certain way. You know, that's the the same reason that like I I will make my grandmother's great grandmother's fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it's really tasty, but I also want to feel a certain way, you of course. know. Yeah. And with with restaurants, that in the end that's you you want to go and you want to feel a certain way. You want to feel like they actually care that you're there, right? I mm-hmm. think that's that's a big one. And on those pieces to evaluate, you know, why you're there, what what experience you want, but do they care that you're there? One, uh, and and are is there something that you that you want to go back and have again? And that usually has to do with care again. You know that it, at its core, you you can make the restaurant business as sexy and as exotic and showy as you want. We cook and clean for people, okay. <laughs> It, right it, if you if you care about it a lot they're gonna notice it you know that's and, and caring about it means lots of interesting details and it makes it work fun for us i mean it's it, to me every year figuring out what's in season and and how to prepare it how to teach people to prepare it how to talk about it how to organize it you know what i mean that mm-hmm. that that's awesome and there's there's a rhythm to the years that especially i'm, I'm not 25 years old i like get I, we've been through some decades of like watching the seasons watching them change right and knowing that every year is a little bit different and and you get excited like the, the years that a lot of times apricots don't show up and then the years that they do and why, why do they or why don't they it's because of frosted flowering you know but um when they do, you just, I mean, go bananas it's with exciting. them. It's exciting,
1: right. Be excited it's,
0: that they're there. You it's know?
1: exciting to look forward to each new season. Thank goodness we're in an area where the seasons change as much as they do. And we have such yeah. a beautiful bounty of different products to work with, or, or even the fact that we're in a coastal area here in Baltimore. I mean, it's, uh, it's just a fantastic place to cook and work.
0: But when when you're a, when you're a guest going into a restaurant, you, you, you like to feel that. I mean, that's everything doesn't have to be seasonal everywhere i mean that you know that if you get if you want really good hummus it's not seasonal <laughs> you know source of chickpeas is a big deal you know source of the other ingredients is a big deal and exactly how you treat them but it's care mm-hmm. it's it's care frankly and sometimes it's care and and you know is is the money being spent on the ingredients or not or it, are people just knocking out something that sounds cool that they can make uh, a good margin on. Like if it sounds cool and it's really tasty and they make a good margin on it and you want to go back and have it again, then everybody wins, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it, you, you were also talking about the music and I mean that whole, correlation between how music makes you feel and how food makes you feel. I mean, how many of us sit around while we're eating and talk about our next meal? I mean, I know I we do that in my family at Thanksgiving. If we're together, we're talking about what are we going to have tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, we're still eating. And it is you said, you know, how does music make you feel? How does food make you feel? I mean, it makes us it can make us feel so good. And that's why it's so rewarding to be in our business because hopefully That's what we're doing for people, making them feel good, you know, because life is not easy in so many different ways. Life is very difficult and we all have our challenges and we all have our problems. And it's that moment when you get to go into a restaurant where you're being taken care of, hopefully, and it's a pretty place and all these things that you're talking about and we give them something that makes them Satisfied or or just we, feel good. We, we That's we hopefully my get greatest to be the, joy. The,
0: the the best part of their day. I mean, it's kind of funny. I have a lot of friends who are doctors, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm supposed to have a in a way a drink a drink with uh, a doctor who's a good friend tomorrow night. And you know, I I've joked with him before, like you know, every time they see you, you are the worst part of their day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> every time they see me, he's a surgeon, you know, mm. like it. You want the work. You just like mm. yeah. You well, know they they see hopefully. me and they're like oh.
1: Hopefully we've done our things, job and that's the case. Yeah.
0: Yep. It's not always going to happen perfectly. That's, no. mm-hmm. But but we got, the relationship is really important. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that's the um, other but thing.
1: That's, uh, you just said a key word too the relationships that you know we've been in the business so long we've been in Baltimore so long, and the relationships that we have built since the day we opened Savannah. I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, it's amazing. I, I just had a party well, at my farm, and for my birthday, and I was, you know, some guests were there, and I'm just thinking how long I've known these folks. It's those relationships are so important, and I'm always so happy when they walk in the door, and I oh, it's but amazing. You
0: you you have you have new guests to come in that have never been in before every day, and mm-hmm. you have a chance to form a new relationship. That's exciting all the time.
1: It's exciting. It's all fun. you have to
0: do is actually pay attention.
1: That's why I like being no. in the kitchen, because I don't have to wait on them. <laughs> I get to have the fun part where I get to go out and talk to guests and be happy with them. Um, I don't I don't have to deal with any issues yeah. or anything. No, I'm and, the
0: controlling idiot that wants to do all of it. So. Oh, I love
1: it. I, I love getting to go out and talk to people. That's that's the joy. You know, the joy is the cooking and getting to meet new people and seeing new guests. And you were talking about dining by yourself. I mean, I've been dining by myself for a long time now. I, I go to, you know, France and On my own quite often and uh, you know it, it, it is when you are dining by yourself it is important when someone pays extra attention to you you have to be very thoughtful about and I always try to get out to diners that are by themselves and say hi and chat for a moment and you know Peter does the same thing and you take care of those guests as well we all do you know we look after those but anyway it's yep it's all about relationships and developing those relationships and whether they're new folks or folks that have been in for 30 years.
0: So we, but that, I mean, that's funny. We talked. We wanted to break down all these categories. The, the categories actually count. Both have to do with care. Mm-hmm. Do they? Do they care that you're there, and and do they care about what they're preparing for you, and and then everything else are just details that go with that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do they care how the place looks? Do they care um, how they get things done for you, in 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 your service, and that could be counter service. That could be really elaborate table side, you know, cheese presentation. I mean, it it could be all kinds of different things, but in the end, that's what it comes down to. Uh, How much, and the gems, frankly, it's a little bit like when I, when I go looking for wine that are at low price points, we'll taste hundreds of them to get like a dozen in the course of a month that we can put into a, you know, the the box for the retail stores and all that sort of business Mm -hmm. that are the best ones for that price. They give the most pleasure for that price. Right. It, the restaurants that—it's funny. There, there is a ramen place in Chicago that I've been to more than any other single restaurant in Chicago in the time that I was that I've been there. Mm-hmm. And it's because the broth is really, really, really good, and the noodles are really, really, really good, and the garnishes are really good, and it's not expensive, and it's fast, and the people are kind. Oh, that's and, nice. It's just a total gem. It's really dumb.
1: I've never had that. I would love to go there
0: sometimes. It's, it's it's really dumb, but man, the yeah, the broth satisfying. is so good.
1: It's satisfying. Yeah. It's making you happy. That's what our job is. That's yeah. it. Anyway,
0: that when okay. we we come back on Formidable Phone Food and Wine, let's talk a little more about uh, evaluating restaurants. Let's talk a little bit about the systems and the and the platforms where you can find those those reviews and and how you can value them or not on Formidable Phone Food and Wine on WYPR. Welcome back to Foreman and Wolf on Food & Wine. I'm Tony Foreman.
1: And Chef Cindy Wolf.
0: And we're talking about restaurants. We're talking about reviews and platforms and how to evaluate, how to make choices and what's important. There was the time when when restaurant reviewers were very local, but usually it was someone who was pretty well-traveled or had had big experience in, in, in and around uh, the business and in and around dining in a lot of places in the country or the world that we're trying to give perspective. Um, At least that's what you would hope for, right?
1: Well, Craig Claiborne certainly fits that profile. Exactly, exactly. He's a perfect example of a very well-traveled, very knowledgeable food critic.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he was was terrific.
1: Who also wrote some incredible cookbooks. Yeah, his writings were beautiful.
0: The best restaurant recommendations, this is going to sound silly, but I've traveled a lot to taste wine, and evaluate wine and i always talk to the the winemakers and the owners of the wineries the best people uh, to find because that. they know who's they know on the ground around them where the best places are to dine oh they're in and the
1: restaurants all the time they're selling they, to they, those guys they, they are gals. they're selling
0: to them directly they eat they entertain at those places mm-hmm. as well they they're know where they would there. want to go yeah yeah exactly um so their information usually is outstanding. Once in a while, you get someone sort of reading into what you, what you might want or expect. Um, which for me, I mean, in the end, it's if I'm in Italy, it's I, I want, you know, if it's really far from Nona's cooking, I'm not into it. Right. Uh, you know, but the, the we very, we ate in a
1: three star in Italy that was awful with staff well, years ago. I mean that was that was I, a I've huge eaten disappointment. I mean another one that's
0: very, very that's a very big deal now, uh, and uh, a three-star. Yes, and right down to the, you know the the chef's table special and all that sort of business, um, that was really rude staff and mm-hmm. and thoughtless menu situation and. Yeah, it, was, a, it I, was very disappointing. I just feel
1: so, like when you're in Italy or, I, I don't know, there's just something about being in Europe because their culture and their, it's so old and the cooking is so old. I just feel like that's what you want.
0: Absolutely. What, what I find most interesting, the places that are like the, the, the surprise spectacular places are the places that, have, that are born from traditional cooking mm-hmm. that then think about it in a completely different way an experimental way. Um, and there, there are very few of those that are successful.
1: Well, but if they are, yeah. I agree with you. They can be wonderful.
0: I mean, sure. uh, the, the Canroca, Roca, you know,
1: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Girona.
0: I mean, that's
1: <laughs> amazing. That, Obviously, the one first, best meal, first meal in the
0: there, there was, yeah, the first meal there, they were a two star. And I won, I mean, best, you know, best, one of the two best pastry experiences I've had in my entire life. Oh, for sure. And and <laughs> stuff from another planet from Jordi Roca.
1: Yeah, that that was a um, brilliant experience.
0: It, it's it's nice to have that feeling though that you kind of don't care what it costs because <laughs> you know that you're having you're having something in front of you that like it, that is just magic. Yeah, you it's know? the
1: best thing you could imagine eating. Yeah, it's that that, that was that, that, that was sort of a, that was a reflex. life life changing experience eating at Ken Roca. Yeah back then yeah, yeah. The,
0: uh, and then. and there's stuff that uh, there, there are things that uh, uh uh joan who's the the chef that he does that is built on tradition and then jordy takes tradition to outer space with the pastry right <laughs> and it's that's a very interesting progression you know mm-hmm. you, you you get there's a playfulness throughout but it but it kind of changes and you there are three brothers there and and would you feel it in the cooking for sure and when it started uh, with, the, with, with the, the, oldest mother, and the youngest yeah, yeah and it's, it's exactly it,
1: it all came from the mother you know which yeah. you feel her in their cooking obviously she's she's in the kitchen I mean or at least she was when we were there too you know I mean yeah she's involved when I mean, I've been there I've been there a couple of so, times amazing yeah. since
0: that first visit and and uh, and there is a consistency with that trajectory uh dining there but that Great there are a few places that are successful in that way. Uh, you know, that there, there are some that are in France and, and, uh, I think my my first visit to the French laundry, like many years ago, 97, when Keller was still like in the kitchen every day, uh, all over things. Um, every dish was, was really pretty brilliant. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, Little surprises and playful, and and I think that's the one time in the U.S. that that I've seen that thing happen. And it wasn't like all molecular craziness; it was just really precise, concise, thoughtful, and uh, and personality-filled cooking.
1: Right. This past trip I had, where I was at Aleno, I, as I have eaten there many times, um, I, it was the best meal I've ever had there, and I've had many great meals. And the first dish was. A plate with forty things on it, and when I read it, I'm like, "Oh no, you <laughs> know, how is this going to yeah. be good?" And it was, it was absolutely brilliant, and it was lovely, and it was, it really, truly was a masterpiece. It was, it was a masterpiece, and then I had something that was so simple, and was also a masterpiece, which was his sweetbread, that had yeast on, you know, it had been marinated in yeast somehow, and it had yeast powder on it. And I mean, it it was one of the most brilliant dishes I've ever had. And I wish I could have it right now. I'd like to eat it every day. (laughs) And, and, And what an interesting, you know, progression from this dish that was this a little tiny bites of 40 different things that were, you know, so complicated and brilliant and simple also in the same way and in, 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 at the same time. And then to move on to this sort of old world sweetbread dish that had this modern thing happening to it. I mean, he's just he's just a brilliant chef. And it was a wonderful, wonderful, you know, transition from one thing to the next to the next that was smooth and worked and was brilliant. Uh, what an experience it was. And the service was beautiful, and you're in a beautiful
0: but then, room. But then there's the you know there there's the dish that you would go back for. You know that's mm-hmm. that that's the thing. I mean the. But it it is, at that price point, you would think that it's easy to find that it's not always, uh, you know that and you you would think that you, you have to figure out what's important to you. I guess if it if it really just is about is a place stylish is a place trendy that's different from and i don't think there's real happiness in that you know i mean that's uh one of the basic pleasures in life is to to eat Mm. uh and if you can if you can eat and or dine well even if it's simple stuff if it's you know i mean street food that's really good is really good
1: (laughs) yeah
0: you know there's 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 a walk up taco window that that i'll hit here that's excellent there's a little Italian sandwich shop that's that's excellent, and uh, and they're no money, and the people are nice and things are quick and crazy tasty and the menus are short and who cares? Yeah, I will go sit on the curb. <laughs> that, that's just fine, you know. That's the the at the uh, Trattoria La Posta. Oh. I would eat that on a paper plate. Oh gosh, yeah. In, you know, uh, on the on the deck of the trunk of my car you know <laughs> gladly there there was there was uh at the farmers market years ago there was a lady that used to make taquitos oh
1: gosh i can taste that right now yeah. i wish and that I woman know, oh yeah, i wish she was back
0: they, they were oh, incredible so good incredibly simple and good and uh my my brother would bring we would we do all the buying from all the different farmers Uh, like and be done by seven in the morning she would open at seven uh my brother would bring a six-pack of beer no (laughs) he would bring a six-pack of beer so we could sit on the deck of his truck to be clear this is
1: sunday morning
0: on sunday morning sunday morning yeah (laughs) sit on the deck of his truck
1: i didn't know that that's funny
0: and and eat a bunch of taquitos and and drink a beer too Oh, I yep. just
1: I just remember the time you brought me some. Or I, oh, I guess I was there, I was yeah, there. You, and, oh, it, it was so good.
0: Yeah, Zajaj got up early in the morning one.
1: Hey, then. hey, hey, hey. So, <laughs> I, I've never had one as good as that, lady's Since then, that, no, that, that no. I, who, I I would like to find her. Please, can we find her?
0: Uh, she just disappeared. Oh, man, that's
1: That's heartbreaking. That was, that was one of the best things a... I've ever eaten. And they were like three bucks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, and you could eat like six. I mean they yeah, were there are these like yeah. little tiny wonderful You
0: could, but you would die.
1: Well, I didn't have the beer. Yeah. You know? the, the beer the beer helps. I don't drink beer. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Food is food. Um, Doesn't matter if it's yeah. expensive or it isn't. It can all be good for the soul.
0: You know what, what the other thing I find interesting in, in just in evaluating restaurants like getting signals. Are there typos? Are, are there the typos on a menu? Yeah, that's... is the menu clear? Uh, on a beverage menu, is it clear? Are you know? And they're going to be typos today somewhere in one of our places. There's going to be a typo because this humans doing the work, you know. Right. Uh, but it's funny. All the like, is the menu soiled? Mm. You know, th- those all give you an idea of because that's. That's that's what you're giving someone to say. Here, here's who we are. Here's what we do. Here's here's our offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's a big signal. When you first when you first sit, you know.
1: Well, the daily challenges, it's- you know. Did the linen company send us linens that has a bunch of holes in it? Uh, you know, are we having, you know, whatever the challenge is, did a piece of equipment break down that you're waiting for the repair person to come in? I mean, there's just so many challenges in a restaurant. Of and then, And then you have other things like we iron our tablecloths. So if we're resetting the table in the middle of service, the, the waiters have to iron the cloths on the table. There might be a guest that doesn't like that. I mean, it's just there's a lot of things we need to be in tune to, uh, it's just every every part of it. Is it too cold for somebody? Is it too hot for somebody? And then how do you deal with that? Because there are other people in the room and everybody needs to be comfortable. I mean, there's just so many things to think about with a restaurant. And it doesn't matter yeah. if it's a fancy one or a not fancy one. I mean, guests deserve to be comfortable and happy and everything needs to be right no matter what. Like you said, you know, down to the – does it is is the menu fresh looking, you know? and it's, it's, there's so many details to think about in our work.
0: I, I, I'm going to tell you a little story sort of out of school that I probably shouldn't. Uh-oh, okay. So there, this is maybe five years ago, and and uh, we had a guest who was in, who was wearing a suit and a shirt, and the, the dress shirt was incredibly wrinkled. I mean, like, balled up, Put in your backpack, you know, go ahead and put it on, kind of wrinkled, not, not in a small way, not, not in a me being fussy way. And I like uh, your, your mother's going to beat you for wearing that um, sort of way. What? And then, yes, and <laughs> the next table over gets up and leaves, and we iron the tablecloth. And he waved me over and complained bitterly. That his evening was ruined by this tablecloth being ironed silently you know and and really pristinely right next to them Hmm. but you know what three feet away wow yeah and and i listened and i i took in his shirt and i was trying to think of how to respond and i just said that he's like i just this is ridiculous Hmm. This this is I I don't understand why that's remotely necessary. And that gave me the clue when you he said, said
1: that. You said I understand.
0: I said I completely understand. <laughs> that is how you feel. Sir. Yeah,
1: we, and I, it's hard to win all the time. But no, uh, you, that's, know, that's, you I, just got to do what you think is right, and it's. I, you know, I I
0: did not know what to do after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I I can't recapture your evening, sir. So I'm I'm going to encourage you to. <laughs> it do your best to enjoy the rest of the evening. Mm. We're going to do our best work for you. And obviously that that's already happened. We won't iron the tablecloth anywhere near you.
1: Ever again. Yeah, no. Mm-mm.
0: So, what is your favorite besides the taquitos mm. for like very like limited funds? Limited funds, quick and dirty. What what are your favorite places to to grab food.
1: Oh, and anything.
0: And know that you're happy.
1: Oh, anything that's Latino cooking. I just, I love it so much. I find it to be incredibly satisfying. And I I now like spicy food. I didn't grow up with spicy food. So it's... Oh my God. It was so hard
0: to get you to... to, Yeah.
1: I mean, it's taken a while for my palate to kind of be able... Oh, but now, I mean, I I have spicy food every day for employee meal uh, almost. And... I mean, I can handle the, the red. A little bit spice, Roja salsa now. And I, I love it. I, I love it. And I love the freshness. And I, I love that, you know, when I watch the guys cooking like a pork uh, shoulder, and they just boil the heck out of it. I mean, that's not the way I was taught how to braise something. <laughs> I love the you know whole different thaw process and all the spices that they use. And so I, I'm absolutely in love with, with Latino cooking, particularly from Mexico, because that's what I get the most of. And I've had some really, really, really great El Salvadorian cooking. And I love pupusas. I mean, like, I just want to have a pupusa every day for breakfast. Or, you know, one of my best friends is from Colombia, uh, from uh, Bogota, and he is a very, very good cook, and he makes the best um, uh, arepas and um, also, uh, um, you know, just really all of his cooking. I mean, he made a soup for me when I was recovering from surgery one time, and, I mean, it was the most restorative thing I've ever had in my life, I swear, other than when my mom used to make chicken noodle soup when I was a kid. So, yeah, I I love the cooking of... Well, and also I used to work for an Argentine chef, so give me Central and South American cooking, and I'm extremely happy. All cooking, really, but...
0: Cindy, I feel like we probably need to reprise a version of this conversation, uh, maybe with a couple of food writers.
1: That would be fun. Yes. You know,
0: to, to, to get perspective from other folks because we're, we're operators and we're enthusiastic consumers mm-hmm. uh, but we're obviously going to have different feelings about it than, than writers might and uh, and we have some excellent writers locally
1: yes we do um,
0: so maybe we can get a little bit of a panel on and uh, and and drive our lovely producer Shania crazy with uh, getting a lot <laughs> of people mic'd up at the same time and, uh, and have a version of this conversation then would be good well, that's what we have time for today. Uh, thanks for listening to the program. If you want to reach us via email, you can reach us at foremanwolf at wypr.org. If you want to re-listen to this program or any one of the other programs from us, go to the wypr website, wypr.org. Look for the Foreman Wolf page, and there is a full menu of programs uh, from the past, and we've been at this for a while, so there are a lot of topics. Uh, if you want to follow Chef Sandy Wolf on social media...
1: You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook as Chef Wolf.
0: My Instagram is The Real Tony Foreman. And thanks so much for listening.
1: Happy Sunday.